Section 10 of The Martyr of Delicia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Angelique Campbell, June 2019. The Martyr of Delicia by Marie Corelli. Chapter 8. For a moment she could not speak. Astonishment and a lurking sense of indignation held her mute. He, meanwhile, caressing and endeavouring to soothe spartan who frolicked about him in an uncouth dance of joy went on quickly i have followed you i wanted to tell you all yesterday afternoon i saw that paragraph in honesty and last night i thrashed the writer of it within an inch of his life she raised her eyes with a faint deprecating smile yes he continued with an involuntary clenching of his hands i wish all the dirty scandal-mongers of the press were as sore and thoroughly well bruised as he is to-day this morning i went to the editor of the paper on which he chiefly works and told him the true character of the man he was employing and how under the name of brown he was writing himself up in the press as the poet aubrey grovelin and a complete exposure of the rascal will be published to-morrow these done i drove straight to your house the servants told me you had left early for broadstairs and that lord carleon was out acting on an impulse i came after you we are preparing for a new piece at my theatre as i dare say you have heard and i am just now at comparative leisure i knew nothing of your address but this is a little place and i imagined i should find you somewhere by the sea he stopped abruptly almost breathlessly looking in her with a world of speechless anxiety in his eyes she met his gaze with a most untroubled calm i am afraid i do not quite understand you mr valdez she said gently what is it you are speaking of the paragraph in honesty i have not given it a thought i assure you except to send it to my lawyers they will know exactly what to do on my behalf you have troubled yourself about it needlessly it is very good of you but i thought you knew i never paid the slightest attention to what the journals say of me they may call me a black woman or a cherokee squaw for all i care and they may endow me with a dozen husbands and fifty grandchildren i should never take the trouble to contradict them she laughed a little then regarded him intently you look quite ill what have you been doing with yourself don't imagine i am angry with you for coming i am delighted i was just beginning to feel very lonely and to wish i had a friend her lip trembled suspiciously but she turned her head aside that he might not see the emotion in her face i have always been your friend said valdez huskily but you were offended with me she sighed oh yes i was i am not now circumstances alter cases you know i did not want to look bad fortune in the face till i was forced to do so and i resented your attempt to tear the bandages from my eyes but it's all right now i am no longer blind i wish i were it is my turn to say i don't understand said valdez wonderingly i thought you would naturally be as annoyed at that insolent paragraph as i was and i took instant means to punish oh that paragraph again murmured delicia wearily what does it matter if the newspaper said you were me or i were you or that we were married and separated or that we danced a hornpipe together on the sly whenever we could get a chance why should we care who that has any common sense cares for the half-crown or half-shilling paragraphist and who having brains at all pays any attention to society journalism 
brains or no brains said valdez hotly it does one go to thrash a liar now and then whether he be in journalism or out of it and i have given mr brown alias aubrey Garovlin, good cause to remember me this time i only hope he'll have sufficient spirit left to summon me for assault that i may defend myself and state openly in a court of justice what a precious rascal he is aubrey Garovlin echoed alicia with a half-smile why that's the man the press has been booming lately isn't it calling him a second shakespeare and milton combined oh dear and you have actually beaten this marvel of the ages she began to laugh the natural vivacity of her nature asserted itself for a moment and her face lightened with all that brilliant animation which gave it its chiefest charm valdez looked at her and despite the heat of his own conflicting emotions smiled yes i have beaten him like a dog he responded though why i should do the noble race to which spartan belongs a wrong by mentioning it in connection with a creature like Ravelin, i do not know spartan old boy i ask your pardon the booming you speak of lady carleon has in every instance been done by Garavelin himself it is he and he alone who has styled himself shakespeare and milton redivivius and his self-log rolling scheme was so cunningly devised that it was rather difficult to find him out but i have been on the watch some time and have hunted him down at last he has been on the staff of the daily chanticleer for two years as alfred brown and in that character has managed to work up a new poet an aubrey Garovlin, the said aubrey Garovlin being himself I understand however that it is not at all an original idea on his part the same thing has been done and is being done by several other fellows like him but you're not listening lady Carleon i suppose i am boring you not at all and alicia turned her eyes upon him kindly and you mistake i was listening very attentively i was thinking what miserable tricks and mean devices some people will stoop to in order to secure notoriety i do not speak of fame fame is a different thing much harder to win much heavier to bear her voice sank into a melancholy cadence and valdez studied her delicate profile in the darkening light with passionate tenderness in his eyes but he did not speak and after a little pause she went on dreamily more to herself than to him notoriety is a warm noisy thing personified it is like a fat comfortable woman who comes into your rooms perspiring laughing talking with all the gossip of the town and her tongue's end who folds you in her arms whether you like it or not and tells you you are a dear and wants to know where you got your gowns made and what you had for dinner the very essence of broad and vulgar good humour fame is like a great white angel who points you up to a cold sparkling solitary mountain-top away from the world and bids you stay there alone with the chill stars shining down on you and people look up at you and pass you are too far off for the clasp of friendship you are too isolated for the caress of love and your enemies unable to touch you stare insolently smile and cry aloud so you have climbed to the summit at last <laughs> well much good may it do you stay there live there and die there as you must alone forever and i think it is hard to be alone don't you her words were tremulous and valdez saw tears in her eyes 
they had wandered on unconsciously and were close to the pier which was deserted save for the weather-beaten old mariner who sat in his little box at the entrance waiting for the pennies that were rather slow in coming in at this particular time of year valdez passed himself and his companion through the turnstile and they walked side by side on towards the solemn shadows of the murmuring sea now that we have a few moments together you can surely tell me what it is that has gone wrong with you lady carleon he said his rich voice softening to a great tenderness i am your friend as you know i imagine that your displeasure at that paragraph in honesty would have been very great unjustly so but i began to fear it is something more serious that makes you seem so unlike yourself she interrupted him by a light touch on his arm is that true do you find me changed she raised her eyes trustingly to his he met that confiding look for a moment then turned away lest the deep love of his soul should be betrayed you are not changed in appearance no he said slowly you're always lovely but there is a great sadness in your face i cannot help seeing that she laughed a little then sighed i should have made a very bad actress she said i cannot put a complete disguise on my thoughts you are right i am sad as sad as any woman can be in this world i have lost my husband's love he started you have heard all then you know she stopped in her walk and faced him steadily what is it common gossip she asked does all the town chatter of what i till a few days ago was ignorant of if so then alas poor delicia her eyes flashed suddenly is it possible that lord carleon has so far forgotten himself as to make his attentions to la marina open and manifest thus allowing his wife to become an object for the pity and mockery of society lady carleon replied valdez your friends sought to warn you long ago but you would not listen your own nature pure and lofty as it is rejected what you deemed mere scandalous rumour you resented with the noble confidence of a true wife the least word of suspicion against lord carleon when i ventured to hint that your confidence was misplaced you dismissed me from your presence i do not say you were wrong you were right the worthy wife of a worthy husband is bound to act as you did but suppose the husband is not worthy and the wife deceives herself as to his merits it is for her own sake for her honour and her self-respect that she should be persuaded to realise the fact and take such steps as might prevent her from occupying a false position and now you know now i know interrupted delicia with a vibrating passion in her voice what is the use of it what am i to do what can i do a woman is powerless in everything which relates to her husband's infidelity merely i can show no bruises no evidence of ill-treatment then what is my complaint about go home silly woman says the law and understand that if your husband chooses to have a new love every day you cannot get separated from him provided he is civil to you man has license which woman has not and so on and so on with their eternal jargon paul valdez you can act emotions and look tragedies but have you ever realized the depth of the terror of the dumb dreadful dramas of a woman's broken heart no i don't think that even you with all your fine imaginative sympathy can reach thus far do you know why i came away from home to-day and made straight for the sea the great calm sea 
which i knew would have the gentleness to drown me if the pain became too bitter to bear nay do not hold me for valdez struck by the complete breakdown of her reserve and the brilliant wildness of her eyes had unconsciously caught her arm there is no danger i assure you i have not been given my faith in god quite vainly and there is so much of god's thought in the beauty of ocean that even to contemplate it has made me quieter and stronger i shall not burden it with my drifting body yet but do you know can you guess why i came here and avoided meeting my husband to-day valdez shook his head profoundly moved himself by her strong emotion lest i should kill him she said in a thrilling whisper i was afraid of myself i thought that if i had to see him enter my room with that confident smile of his that easy manner that grace of a supreme conceit swaying his every movement while i all the time knew the fraud he was practising on me the hypocrisy of his embrace the lie of his kiss on my lips i might in the rush of remembering how i had loved him murder him it was possible i knew it i realized it i confessed it before god as a sin but despite of prayer and confession the devil's thought remained i might do it in a moment of fury in a moment when wronged love clamored for vengeance and would listen to no appeal and so i fled from temptation but now i think the sea and air have absorbed all my evil desires for they have gone and i shall try to be content now content with solitude till i die valdez was still silent she leaned over the pier looking dreamily down into the darkly heaving sea life at best is such a little thing she said one wonders sometimes what it is all for you see crowds of men and women rushing hither and thither building this thing destroying that scheming contriving studying fretting working courting marrying bringing up their children and it is quite appalling to think that the same old road has been travelled over and over again since the very beginning all through the ptolemies and the caesars imagine exactly the same old monotonous course of human living and dying what a waste it seems optimists say we have progressed but then are we sure of that and when one wants to know where the progression leads to if we are going forward what is the forward myself i think the great charm of life is love without love life is really almost valueless and surely not worth the trouble of preserving don't you agree with me she looked up and looking saw his eyes filled with such an intensity of misery as touched and startled her he made a slight gesture of appeal for god's sake don't speak to me like that he whispered you torture me she still gazed at him half wondering half fearing he was silent for a few minutes then resumed slowly in quiet tones you are so candid in your own nature that you can neither wear or disguise yourself nor see when it is worn by others he said and just as you have never suspected your husband of infidelity you have never suspected me of love i suppose you with the majority have looked upon me as merely the popular mime of the moment feigning passions i cannot feel and dividing what purely human emotions my life allows me still to enjoy among the light wantons of the stage and rejoice in a multitude of lovers it is possible you would never believe me capable of a deep 
and lasting love for any woman he paused and alicia spoke softly and with great gentleness moved by the strength of her own grief to compassionate his whatever it might be indeed i would mr valdez she said earnestly i am quite sure you have a strong and steadfast nature and that with you it would be a case of once love love always he met her eyes fully thank you he said in low accents i am glad you do me that justice it moves me to make full confession and to tell you what i thought would never be told others i fear have guessed my secret but you you have never seen it never guessed it you are not vain enough to realize your own charm you live like an angel in a land of divine dreams and so you have never known that i-i but she suddenly started away from him her eyes filling with tears her hands thrust out to keep him back from her no no she cried you must not say it you must not nay i must and will said valdez now losing a little of his hard self-control for he sprang to her side and seized her two hands in his you have guessed it at last then that i love you delicia love you with all my soul with every breath of my being every beat of my heart i have tried to hide it from you i have battled against my own passion and the fight has been hard but when you say oh god with what piteousness in your dear voice that without love life is valueless you break down my strength you make me helpless in your hands and you unman me you need not be afraid of me nor indignant for i know all you would say you will never love me your whole heart was given to one man your husband he has flung away the precious gift as though it were not and it is broken dear quite broken i know that even better than you do such a nature as yours can never love twice and i know too that your proud pure soul resents my love as an outrage because you are married and your marriage itself has been one continual outrage and you tempt me to speak i cannot bear to hear the grief in your voice when you speak of life without love i want you to know that there is one man on earth who worships you who would come from the ends of the earth to serve you who will consecrate his days to you and who will die blessing your name no there shall be no time or space for reproaches for sweet woman as you are i know the force of your indignation i am going away at once and you need never think of me again see i kiss your hands and ask your forgiveness for my roughness my presumption i have no right to speak as i have done i know but you will have pity he stopped as she gently withdrew her hands from his clasp and gazed at him with sad wet eyes there was no anger in her face only a profound despair oh yes i will have pity she murmured vaguely who would not be pitiful for such a waste of love of life it is very cruel and confusing one cannot be angry i grieve for you and i grieve for myself you see in my case love is now a thing of the past i have to look back upon it and say with the german poet i have lived and loved i love no more and therefore i live no more you at any rate have more vitality than i you are still conscious of love bitterly conscious said valdez hopelessly conscious she was silent for a little her face was turned away and valdez could not see the tears falling from her eyes 
presently she spoke very tranquilly putting on her hand to meet his my dear friend she said i am very sorry i think you understand my nature and you will therefore feel instinctively how sorry i am i am quite an unfortunate mortal i win love where i never sought it and i have given love where it is not valued let us say no more about it you are a brave man you have your work your art and your career you will i hope in time forget that alicia bon ever existed a few days ago i should certainly have resented the very idea of your loving me as an insult and a slur upon my married life but when i know that my marriage is a farce a very devil's mockery of holy union why i am not in a position to resent anything such women without being as grief-stricken as i am or in need of any consolation hearing such a confession as yours to-night would fling themselves into your arms and give you love for love but i cannot do that i have no love left and if i had i would not so forfeit my own self-respect or your reverence for me as a woman oh my love my saint forgive me cried valdez moved by a sudden deep humiliation i should still have kept my secret i ought never to have spoken she looked at him candidly the tears still in her eyes and a faint smile trembling on her mouth i'm not sure about that she said you see when a woman is very sad and lonely just as if she had grown suddenly too old and poor to have a friend in the world there is a wonderful sweetness in the knowledge that someone still loves her even though she may be quite unable to return that love that is how i feel to-night and so i cannot be quite as angry with you as i should like to be she paused then laid her hand on his arm it is growing dark mr valdez will you see me home my rooms are quite close to the pier so it will only be a few minutes walk silently he turned and walked beside her overhead through slowly flitting clouds one or two stars twinkled out for a moment and vanished again and the solemn measure of the sea around them sounded like the subdued chanting of a dirge where are you staying asked alicia presently nowhere he answered quickly i shall go back to town to-night she said nothing further and they walked slowly off the pier and up a little bit of sloping road whither spartan preceded them out of an intelligent desire to show his mistress that though he had only been at broadstairs a few hours he already knew the house they were staying at arrived there delicia held out both her hands good-bye my dear friend she said it is a long good-bye you know for it is better you should see as little of me as possible is it necessary to make me suffer asked valdez unsteadily i will obey you on anything but must you banish me utterly i do not banish you she answered gently i only say i shall honour you more deeply and think you a truer friend than ever if you will spare yourself and me the pain of constant meeting she looked steadfastly at him her eyes were grave and sweet her face pale and tranquil as that of some marble saint in the niche of a votive chapel his heart beat all the passion and tenderness of the man were aroused he would have given his life to spare her a moment's grief and yet this quiet desolation of hers united to such a holy calm awed him and kept him mute and helpless bending down he took her hands and raised them reverently to his lips then good-bye delicia 
he said. Goodbye, my love, or you will be my love always. God keep you. God bless you. Loosening her hands as quickly as he had grasped them, he raised his hat and stood bareheaded in the shadowy evening light, gazing at her as a man might gaze who was looking his last on life itself. Then he turned swiftly and was gone. For a moment Delicia remained passively watching his retreating figure, her hand on the collar of a Spartan, who manifested a wild desire to bound after him and bring him back. Then, shuddering a little, she went into the house and shut herself up alone in her bedroom for an hour when she came out again her eyes were heavy with the shedding of tears but such an expression was on her face as might be on the radiant features of an angel and she was very quiet all that evening sitting at her window and watching the clouds gradually clear and the great stars shine out above the sea End of chapter eight